0: Welcome to Functional Design and Closure. I am Nate Jones and I'm Christoph Newman. We're here to help you use closure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a developer less frustrating and more fulfilling.
1: And as you can tell, we love talking about closure. We've been talking about closure uh, on the Airwaves for over a year now, so <laughs> we would love to keep talking about closure with you. We'd love to hear your questions, your thoughts, your ideas.
0: You just can't shut us up. Uh, But if you would like to talk to us and would like to hear us talk more to you, um, reach out on Twitter send us a tweet at Clojure Design or an email to feedback at closuredesign.club. We like getting email. And finally, the the best uh, way of getting a hold of us is uh, the Closure Design podcast channel on the Closure in Slack. Reach out there and we would love to chat.
1: Yeah, it's a great place to hang out, talk about stuff. And this series we're doing came came started there. Started from some discussions. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, come come chip in. Be a part. And so where we're at, we're in a series. Nate Nate did you know we're in a series? We're in We remember it's been like 4 weeks, we're, right? <laughs> we're in a, we're in
0: a sequence of episodes, you're correct.
1: Yes. Yes, we're just sort of uh, stepping through them, iterating through them, right? One at we're a time. Ponjing the next one on.
0: <laughs> uh, it's obviously a vector of episodes. Suppose... So the new episodes happen on the end. Yes.
1: Yes, but by the time we deliver them, I suppose you can access them randomly.
0: <laughs> right. If you
1: need to, it, out of order or even in parallel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think that would be really awesome. Like all four of them overlaid. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: okay, so yes, we are talking about reducing functions and sequences and all this good stuff. And so um, just this week, we're gonna be wrapping it up. But let's take a quick look at, at what brought us to where we're at. So really, this all starts with the the, the humble sequence right like it at the end of the day so much of what we do in closure oh, no. is all about the sequence not the humble sequence it may be <laughs> humble
0: but it is mighty it is a mighty abstraction it
1: yes it is humble but mighty and so yeah a bunch of core right we're mapping and filtering and and reducing and dropping and taking, taking and, and all this on the sequence oh my and so because it's such a backbone of what <laughs> we do uh, we have the threading function, well macro really, that that helps us, you know, do all these operations, right? We're going to take the list and then we're going to map it and then we're going to filter it and then we're going to map it again and and whatnot, right? Right. Right. And then we're going to end up. And and of course, as we learned, all those steps make these intermediate sequences, which um, which sometimes is undesirable, right? <laughs> because because it's wasteful. Maybe maybe we don't need an infinite sequence as part of our deal. Maybe we don't need laziness. We maybe we don't need all that extra extra wrapping around this stuff, right? And so we we want to do this in a more efficient way. And so inter inter you know reducers in, that help us do that in a more efficient way, right? And they give us some of the same abstractions. Now, of course, reducers are built on this cool idea that all. All of these things can be represented as reducing functions, right? So reducing function has that like result value. And then the next thing, right, is your two arguments and it returns a new result value, right? Like it combines them together. And so now we can represent map and filter and, and all this using reducing functions. But the problem with reducing functions is, is w- w- let's say you wanna do a map like your 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 result your output is a list so that map function kind of gets married to to how like constructing a list right it gets m- remarried to the sequence abstraction right here we here we divorced it from the sequence <laughs> abstraction <laughs> and it gets back together Right, and it gets back together. Right, it just it just can't stay well, away. It, it, has to, it
0: has to get back. Sorry, just inject a little bit. It has to get back together in order to actually get work done. You know, because we don't want to just we can't just have transformations that just lie around and and don't do any work for us. We need to make them work. You know, so they get back together with those sequence right. abstractions.
1: Yeah, and and like logically, like conceptually, mapping a function across a set shouldn't necessarily need to understand how all those elements are held right it just it just needs to visit all of them run the function on all of them and then get get that result back right it shouldn't necessarily need to know where they're represented in a vector or a sequence or or whatever right and then when i'm done with them are they going back into a vector are they going out on a core async channel you know are they uh go,
0: going somewhere else you know <laughs> out of the grocery store and into the unknown
1: right is this happening in parallel uh i mean this function could if it doesn't have side effects because we're trying to use pure pure functions you know we could run this function on every element if we had a thousand processors and a thousand elements boom one step right done and then we kind of combine it back so we really want to like separate out the how it's held and represented from the actual thing itself and and so so we have these like two things right we can we can represent all this stuff as reducing functions but we don't we don't want the reducing function it's it's unmarried in in one way it gets its input in a in a like a naive way it doesn't know where its input comes from but it's married in another way because it has to know where its input its output is going to build up that list so last week we talked about this aha moment well, building up the list is also a reducing function, right? Like conging onto a list is a, is, is a reducing function. Conj is re- it takes the list, it takes the next thing, you know, that you want, and boom, puts them together. And so your reducing function can get a little bit more abstract if your reducing function gets con- passed in, right, the, the, the way the reducing function it should use to assemble the result. Right, so you, we end up with this higher-order function.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have, right. <laughs> yeah. You actually end up with with a higher-order function that returns a higher-order function. Like it's 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 not yeah. just one level. Like so to kind of unpack that uh, uh, r- function that transforms a reducing function function. <laughs> uh, like for instance, <laughs> we want to do a map like the important things for, for, for mapping across a series of things is the function that you want to apply to each of the elements, right? That is the most important thing. So you have a function at the top that's like, you know, mapping transform, and it takes your, your, your mapper, the, the function you want to apply to everything. But then what it does is it ret- it turns around and returns a function that takes a reducing function as an argument, and then it and then inside of there it takes that it it does the actual logic of the map it basically inside of that it, it returns a reducing function which takes the uh, the result value and the next value and what it will do is it'll take the the, the result the, the next value pass it through the mapping function and then in order to put that the result onto the uh, accumulator it actually calls the result the reducing function that was passed to it at the middle level so it's actually <laughs> right i don't know this is actually probably one of the hardest bits of code to speak into uh without, without an example like if you actually look sure. at it, it it's it's hard enough to understand just looking at it on on a on, on your screen um but the fact that there's three levels right. um is is important because each level satisfies a different requirement.
1: Yes, I think this is mind-bending enough. It's it's worth saying again in a different way, yeah. <laughs> because maybe one of these ways will stick with you. <laughs> so the the ultimate goal that we're after at the end of all this is a reducing function that we can we can take and we can uh, and use make use of right. Right. But the problem is we want we want to abstract that reducing function a couple of different ways. Right. And so. In order to abstract in like a functional way, we make higher order functions. So, so what are all the pieces that we need? So in the, in the specific case of map, like we're gonna need a mapping function that actually is the thing that gets applied to everything. We're also gonna need like a result reducing function, right? So for example, that could be conch. That's, that's the reducing function that helps us take the output of, of this process and, like, like, assemble it together based on what we did. And then we need, so we need the mapper function, we need the output, if you will, reducing function, and then we need the actual reducing function that we can call with reduce <laughs> when, when, when all is said and done, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So to do that, we have a function that returns a function that returns a function, <laughs> right? We have three levels because we have we have three ingredients, <laughs> right? And we can't pass um, at, all
0: three ingredients and in at the same time because we don't have all three ingredients at the same time, right? Right.
1: And and so at the at the outermost level, uh, the thing that we tend to have first is the mapper function, right? So we have a function that takes a mapper function and now it returns a new function. That that now the mapper function is bound, and but we still need to bind the output reducing function, and then we still need to create the actual reducing function itself. So it returns a new function that expects an uh, like an output reducing function or the next reducing function, if you will, in the chain of reducing functions. Right. This right? is this
0: is how it maps a little bit to middleware. Is that is that you don't know if the next one is the last one or if the next one is just you know the nth one and there's many more below that.
1: Right. So we bind, we bind the mapper function first, and then we get a new function. And so this is our composable reducing function level, right? So at the top level it's just like, okay, this is a mapper, we we turn the mapper into something that is now uh, composable. So it takes a reducing function, so we can we can chain all these reducing functions together. So when we put in that reducing function, it returns a reducing function back to us, which is now composed with whatever reducing function we gave it.
0: Right? It takes the so top now two we levels a, and now mixes right. them together in, in, the, in the good right. recipe.
1: Right, so now we have a reducing function that we can either use by handing it to reduce, or we can take that reducing function and hand it into another <laughs> right, uh, composable reducing function right, that takes a reducing function, returns a new reducing function, which we can then hand to another thing that takes a reducing function, returns a new reducing function, right? So that's how we, that's how we stitch all these reducing functions together. So we just get, we we get the specific arguments out of the way first, right? The, you you apply the mapper and get to this kind of nice generic abstraction of functions that take reducing functions and return reducing functions, right? That's, that that's our goal to chain all this stuff together.
0: Yeah, and then
1: uh, and go go ahead. I was gonna say, and so the cool output is you end up with this composed bundle of all these operations right, that right. do the work and immediately hand the result to the next step that does the work. That hands the result to the next step that does the work. So just like we compose normal functions, like think about composing like uh partial first, or like composing you know uh like you, like we do. Like where you say take first and then you you know, fetch out a key and then you fetch out whatever right just like you compose those it the result of one function goes into the next and the result of that goes into the next like we're we're composing reducing functions the result of one reduction goes into the next reduction which goes into the next reduction which goes into the next reduction right so it's one yeah. big efficient thing
0: yeah yeah and that, and and that's the cool thing that how and how how transducers relate to the re- the reducers so, so reducers what is an earlier um, embodiment or or use of the same thing we talked about in the last episode that you it, it, somewhere buried inside of the core reducers um, library there is this this uh, composable reducing functions um, uh, mechanism the mechanism is in there and it, and it's used to to great effect uh, but the problem is you can't use that 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 composition on its own um and 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 rich right. you know i think it was I thing that probably brought it brought it about but it's it's a generally applicable like to it's a generally applicable idea to have a composed transformation that you then hand just the transformation by itself to different things and then they know how to take it and actually realize the transformation wherever they are um
1: yeah, so Rich ran into this problem, right? If you want to if you want to run this transformation in a bunch of different places at once in parallel, well, you 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 can't be stuck with the sequence abstraction that just gives you one thing at a time, right? You have to you have to compose all this stuff into a single shot action that you can run on different pieces in parallel, right? And and so this this idea of composing up these reducing functions into sort of composite reducing functions, that was really neat. But but the way it got implemented in
0: reducers,
1: it was buried deep deep in the guts.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, right? one of the core design reason or design goals of core reducers was to make it feel like just using sequence functions. I just want to use map. I just want to use filter. Well, I can just import these versions and I and I get the benefit of the composition without having to mess with it, uh, which is good for right. for ease of use. Uh, the problem is. Um it, it, it makes it easy, but not necessarily simple. And so what Rich did was like, ah, I got a simple idea in the middle of that. I'm going to pull it out and make it its own standalone thing called trans, transforming reducers, which is transducers, right?
1: Right. Yes. You're taking reducers and you're composing them together. And so that's the big idea behind transducers. This is where transducers came from. And and actually, there are some I'll, I'll call them like proto transducers <laughs> behind the scenes in the reducers library, right? Right, like like things that are transducers, but they're not exposed as transducers. They're not called transducers, but th- they effectively they're the same as a transducer. Yeah one
0: one of the one right. of the problems with re- the core reducers library is that it's not in core. It's that it's over to the side, and, and so. You know, transducers really brings it into it's 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 part of the core language, and so you don't have to import another library or anything like that. You can just you can just use, and not only can you use the uh, the, the the functions that are supported. There's there's more supported functions. Like there's a lot more than than that core reducers supports that transducers allows.
1: Yeah, and so once Rich really had this idea and started to run with it, then this whole transducers library began to evolve and flush out so all that work we talked about last time where if you look in the blog post for reducers it's like oh we could add this and we could add that and we could add all these more functions to the (laughs) reducers library yeah all that work got uh, put on pause because uh, he had the realization that transducers is actually more general and more generic and and doesn't have all the trappings that came along with the reducers library so all that work got invested in making transducers, which are this nice, clean way of composing up re- reducing functions yeah, um, into something we can just apply. Then,
0: yeah, and it's actually one of the one of the goals of core reducers is to make it easy to use it. And actually, transducers are fairly easy to use as well. Uh, it's a different syntax than using the sequence abstraction uh, functions, but. But it is not, it is actually a, a really straightforward um, process. Um, so like, like a lot of core functions like map and filter and take, if you basically leave out the collection that you want to operate on, you get a transducer back. And so if you just call like, you know, map ink, you get a transducer that increments everything uh, that, that it sees. And then if you do like filter odd, question mark, you get a, uh, a transducer that only allows through things that pass the odd check, um, and then right, and then to to put those together, if you want to compose those together, you just use the comp. I mean, that's how you compose regular functions, any functions. You just use comp. So if you comp them in the, in the order that you want them to be applied, they'll actually. Compose into a, 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 a super, produ- uh, super transducer that ends up doing all those transforms in one step without having to have any intermediate collections. So it's actually pretty yeah, easy to use.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really easy because you basically, in, in a nuts and bolts sense, instead of using the threading macro, you use comp instead. And, and you, and instead of specifying your sequence right away, you're going to specify your sequence later, right? So you're going to build, you're going to build this together. (laughs) And so you're going to put all of those in the same order as you would if you were threading, which is nice. But, but basically like if we go back to like, what are the ingredients again, right? The ingredients are like filter needs a function, a predicate to do its job. So. Map needs a a function to do its job, right so so the core um closure core, the single arity basically that that exists now is you give it you give it the detail it needs so that it can then make a reducing function. so we when we before we were talking about the function that returns a function that returns a function, right so you do this the specialization first, right so that's the arity that's in each of the core, the library, core functions, right? right. And then so when when you call filter with odd predicate, then it gives you a reducing function. When you call map with an ink function, it gives you a reducing function, right? And um, well, it gives 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 you a a transducer. A transducer, right. Right. And then you can compose all those together. So a transducer is a function that takes a reducing function and gives you a new reducing function right so that's that middle layer that we we're talking about right
0: <laughs> that's what those are all yeah and
1: so so but the final ingredients still aren't there you still need a sequence or something to work on and then you still need right. that final like elemental fundamental output reduction well you, you know so it's like you, when you go you buy a christmas it, tree you
0: can put the results somewhere right right you need to have you know the, the thing that that anchors it to the ground, you know, but that's the, that's the cool thing is you, you've, you've built up your entire transformation by itself and you have your collection off in the other side. And then you, you hook them together with that. You called it an elemental function, the, the bedrock function, the one that actually knows yes. the one that actually knows how to put it into that type of, or how you want to put it into that, that, that data structure. And so, but right. you can hook them all in at, at 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 as late as possible.
1: Yeah, and so this transducer doesn't have to know how elements come in; it doesn't have to know how elements go out. Right? It's it's sort of the core transformation itself you're representing in the transducer, and then it gets specialized um, against a collection or a sequence to get maybe get elements that come in, or maybe it gets specialized against a core async channel, and that's how the elements come in. Which has nothing to do with the sequence abstraction at all, and then it gets specialized against how elements go out by, hand, like you know, handing in another reduction. I want it to all go into a list. There's a an into right. So this is how I want everything to go out, or I want uh, to run like plus. I'm going to add them all together. That's that's how everything's going to get done. Or I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have it go out on a core async channel. So these are all totally different abstractions. That are all valid ways for getting the thing out.
0: Yeah, I think, and I th- and I think so. I actually dove into the just to kind of like push a little bit on the core async example. I think it's a really cool like so a reducing function. Back to the first episode of this series is a function that takes like uh, your you it takes two arguments. It takes you know the the collection that you are appending to that the or the result the what the result. Let's just call it the result because it doesn't have to be a collection. And you take, you take something new and you want to put it into that. And so conj obviously puts it in, like if it's at the end of the vector or the beginning of the list or in a map, it does the right thing. But in core async, that elemental transform is what adds the, the message to the core async channel. And so that elemental transform is, it's a reducing function, but it's not reducing on a collection. It's reducing the, the, the thing that it's reducing into is a core async channel. And, right. but, but, but the arguments look the same and you're still reducing something into it. It's just the the result of that is it actually gets sent somewhere else. So it's a really cool, like, yeah, they have the same shape. So we can use the same transforms. That's just, it's so cool. Such a cool realization.
1: Right. Like the core async one is is kind of wild because it's like a reducing function with that the output is a side effect. So it takes two arguments. Every reducing function takes two arguments, right? So it takes the channel and the message. Right, right, right. And then it returns the channel as a result. With the side effect of the message having gone somewhere. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> right? else. And and now you have that channel result. And then you go get the next thing, which is a channel and the next message. And then you, you know, send the message into the channel and it returns the channel. Right. So, so it's like a side effect reducing function. So which is it- completely unlike the sequence abstraction entirely right but it's right and and yet still can be reused with transducers yeah
0: right? it's the, coo- the cool part about the reducing function is it's not about collections it's about reduction it's about taking something and putting it in and and taking like uh a, I, ca- I keep calling it the accumulator it c- take something and add something into it and so all along we've been talking about collections because collections are the things that are the most natural thing that you would want to add something to but but so in the midst of that that, you know, three step the three levels of abstraction we talked about with the, the three the, the function that returns a function that returns a function. The lowest level reducing function has something and it has something I'm gonna add into that. And for the most part, it's gonna be a collection, but it doesn't have to be. Because the way that it does that is handed to it also. Like we have achieved, you know, complete, you know, nirvana. <laughs> we don't we're no longer touching the ground. Um yeah
1: right and and so there's really neat ways because because this thing captures the essence of the transformation right in this in this single function uh and you that you can bind to different ways right you can you can use a single function to uh create a new lazy sequence, right where you're applying this transformation. On the front of, if you will, as elements like flow through this transformation and then the output of that is actually a lazy sequence that you can consume and do something else with, right? Or you can just apply it to a sequence and make a new sequence with like into or you can put it on a channel and now you're changing things in time, right? So there's a lot of like you can drop it into a lot of places because it's context free. You, you, You hand it the context based on what kind of transformation you need to do, what kind of how the elements come in, how the elements go out. Right. And you get to supply all those ingredients at, at the right time. Well. Yeah. So practically, I mean there's a lot of the nuts and bolts in syntax and and examples. And so we will link to um, some articles that show you like here's here's how to write code that uses transducers. <laughs> Because at a practical <laughs> level, it's pretty easy to switch from using the threading macro to transducers. Once you kind of get used to, oh, I see, I comp all this together and then I use it. So
0: we'll, we'll link to those details. Those are a lot harder to just talk about. Right. And, there, and, and
1: because... <laughs> Speak it, beca- code into the air. And because you <laughs> have
0: a transducer not a reducing function you 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 have there's a couple of other functions that will help you use that to actually do the operations um but yeah we'll, li- we'll link to those in the show notes i think uh, right
1: like like transduce is one of the key ones that get where you provide okay here's the elemental reducing like the most basic <laughs> reducing and here's the sequence right. i wanted to work on and you know, you can sort of conveniently give it all the rest of the ingredients all at once. So we'll yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah.
0: So there you go. Transducers. We have we have we have we've reached the top of the mountain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it it's really neat, right? I mean, and this is what's really neat about functional programming. Now, not all of these things are pure, right? But but when you do have a transducer that is pure, you could apply it in parallel. Um, if it's not pure, then you can't because of side effects, right? Or I, I suppose you could. And you could see what happens <laughs> <laughs> and suffer the consequences of your side and effects. Suffer the consequences. Yes, yes. And um, and so it's a little bit weird to understand, I, I would say, right? Because it's very higher order, right? It's it's two levels of higher order, not just one level of higher order. We've gotten a lot of questions about transducers. In places such as our Closure and Slack channel, which we would love to have you join, it's uh, Closure Design Podcast. <laughs> come, come, ask your questions there, uh, or you could just tweet us at Closure design, or you can email us uh, feedback at closuredesign.club. All of those ways are great ways to send us your questions,
0: and and we'll talk about what you're interested in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll have the uh, the notes for this, including some links and maybe a little bit of code, on the web at closuredesign.club. You can check it out and check out the other episodes of this series.
1: Yeah, we always love to hear from you. Okay, we're going to be back next week uh, taking a look back on the year. And so be sure to tune in and hear our thoughts. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year.